We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the way, hit it hard, rebound, bat it around. It's taken by Luka. He hits! He hits! With a second to go as he hits the deck. Ten assists, 21 rebounds, 47 minutes played, and now 60 points for the first time in Mavericks history. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. You can find me on Twitter at Dalton underscore Trigg. Today, I am joined, rejoined by my co-host, Drew Johnson. Uh, you can find him at CoachDrew33 on Twitter. DJ, we have a few things to talk about this morning. Uh, some life stuff got in the way the last two days, and we didn't get to do our instant reaction to Kyrie Irving's debut with the Mavs, but it happened. Uh, it was much anticipated, highly anticipated. Uh, they traded for Kyrie Irving on Sunday, and he made his debut on Wednesday night against the Los Angeles Clippers. Luka is still out with a heel injury, uh, but he could potentially come back for this weekend series with the Sacramento Kings that's about to start here on Friday night. Uh, and then they'll play again in Sacramento tomorrow night. But without Luka, Kyrie made his debut against the Clippers uh, at, I'm going to continue to call it Staples Center. I refuse to call it Crypto.com Arena. I think that's stupid. They should have never changed it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it'll always be the Staples Center. Yeah, very very dumb name change there. But I I get it. Money, Money talks. But... Uh, the Mavs went in to Los Angeles, beat the Clippers 110 to 104. Kyrie Irving had a fabulous debut. He was he had 24 points, shot uh, over 50 percent from the field, four of eight from three, had uh, four rebounds, five assists, uh, all in 37 minutes, and he was a team high plus 11 in the win. So. He had a great night. Uh, I think this trade has really energized the rest of the team because uh, even without Kyrie playing in the previous game against Utah, uh, you know the the team kind of had a newfound energy about them. And Josh Green and Jaden Hardy came out and 
both posted 29 points apiece, which was incredible to see. That's that's huge for the future of this franchise. Uh, and it, it probably gave everybody on the team a jolt like, hey, we didn't get traded. The front office believes in us. They went out and traded for another superstar. We have a legit, cho- a, a legit shot at a championship here. So it's kind of like it's it's been a kick in the butt for everybody else. And they performed really well in Utah, and then they performed really well against the Clippers, uh, who are or who were uh, ahead of the Mavs in the standings. Uh, so I'm going to pull this up real quick because I don't want to I don't want to guess here, but I'm I think the Mavs are yeah yeah the Mavs with the win over the Clippers. Uh, they have moved back into fourth place in the West. And like I said, they're they're closing in on the Sacramento Kings. They're two games behind the Kings, and they have two games against the Kings starting tonight, and then they play in Sacramento on Saturday night. So by the by the time Sunday morning comes around, the Mavs could be sitting in third place in the West <laughs> if they handle their business. So... I guess the first thing I want to start with, DJ, is what? how excited were you and how pleased were you with what you saw from this team uh, in Kyrie Irving's debut? Well, what really excites me the most, you know, the team itself was a spectacle to watch. I mean, Kyrie being Kyrie, you know, he's a top ten player in this league and maybe the most good ball handler we have ever seen in this league's history. But uh, what is really most exciting for me is the fact that this just shows that, you know, we don't need Luca to be playing 40 minutes a And, I mean, he missed this entire game, and we still won on the back of Kyrie Irving. So, I mean, already, you know, doing what we speculated he was going to do. Um, another plus that I saw, and you mentioned it earlier, was just the collective energy throughout the team. Uh are potential young stars, and I say potential because we aren't there yet, but they definitely have the potential to be stars in, uh, in Hardy and uh, in Green. Uh, they both performed extremely well. Um, and, you know, kind of to trail off a little bit, I'll, I'll get back to it in a second, but to trail off a little bit, I've been extremely impressed by Hardy in the past two games. Um I think that Hardy could be really, really good. I hope we do not trade him. I understand that everyone's available, but I don't trade him. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I was extremely pleased by what I saw, and it uh, makes me extremely excited for the future of this season. Man, I'm with you. I think Hardy really – look, when, when they drafted him uh, in this past draft – well, first, I, I didn't think it was going to happen because the Mavs, they, they only had one pick in that last draft. It was the 26th pick uh, in the first round, and they traded it to get Christian Wood, uh, who, by the way, survived the uh, the NBA trade deadline. And so now the hopes are that, you know, uh, the Mavs can work out some sort of extension. I don't know what I don't know what the two sides can agree on, but, you know, it'd be better to have him on a – at least a two-year extension if they can do that uh, versus potentially losing him for nothing. So we'll see how that all goes. But uh, he survived the, the trade deadline, and they traded that first-round pick for him uh, two weeks before last last year's draft. And then during the draft, they traded with the team they're playing tonight, the Sacramento Kings, to acquire the 
uh, 37th pick in the second round. Or, well, I guess it'd be the, the seventh pick in the second round, but number 37 overall, and got Jaden Hardy. And at the time, you know, I had heard the name Jaden Hardy. I mean, obviously he was in a lot of the uh, the, pre-gra- the pre-draft uh, boards, and, you know, he, there was a lot of talk about, you know, how how highly he was ranked coming out of high school. Uh, I think he was the number one guard and the number two overall player in his class uh so the potential was there but the efficiency when he decided to skip college and go straight to the g league was concerning and then uh his first summer league with the mavs you know it was the same thing he showed some flashes but his his uh efficiency wasn't there well all of a sudden now it's like i don't know what happened between summer league and training camp but he really put in the work, and you can tell that it's starting to pay off. I mean, uh, the guy has, has been pretty dang efficient when he's gotten his uh, his opportunities this year. I remember his fir- one of his first real opportunities this season was uh, when the Mavs blew out the Knicks at Madison Square Garden, and they threw Hardy in there for like the last two minutes of that game. And he put up ten points in the last two minutes, <laughs> so he he can fill it up. Uh, and I think it's pretty cool that you know Hardy has all this potential, and uh, he's a really dynamic scoring guard. And now he's now he gets to learn. And I mean, look, I know Luca can probably teach him a few things too. The rest of the guys, but I mean, if we're talking about dynamic guards, I mean, how cool is it now that Kyrie Irving gets to kind of you know. If if not tutor, uh, you know Hardy can at least watch how he operates and kind of take a few things from him, uh, at least you know throughout the rest of this season. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Green, I don't know if Green is necessarily going to be a superstar, but he's definitely going to be one hell of a a starter. And uh, you know he's oh, yeah. he, he's a difference maker. He's an energy guy. You know, whether he's scoring five, six points or whether he's scoring 30 like he did the other night, uh, he just has a huge impact on the game. And I think, you know, as much as we hated to see Dorian Finney-Smith leave, he was a big part of the team and everybody loved him. It opened up a a big opportunity for Josh Green to step in as a full-time starter and play 30-plus minutes a game, and I think that's a good thing for the Mavs because he, you know, by the advanced numbers, Josh Green has been one of the best Mavs this season. I think he's been like the third best Mav, (laughs) if not the second. So uh, shout-out to those guys. Uh, But, yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, There's a Like I said before, there's been a new energy around this team since the trade, and uh, I was talking on on Twitter with my guy Josh Bow, who is uh, over with uh, uh, he's co-editor at MavsMoneyBall.com with uh, my guy Kirk Henderson, and we were talking about you know how sometimes you have roster stagnation where it's like you've been with the same group for so long and you just it kind of runs its course. Not saying that they're bad. But it just kind of it kind of runs its course, and there needs to be a change to kind of inject some energy, some new energy into the team. And I think that's what the Mavs, you know, that was part of the thinking with the Kyrie Irving situation. Uh, and I mean, honestly, I mean, I know he's on an expiring contract, but the Mavs have his bird rights. So, I mean, if he if he wants to get the contract 
that's reported that he wants, which is a full max, uh, the Mavs are going to be able to pay him more than anybody else will. Like, the only way he can get the contract he truly wants is if, you know, the Mavs did a sign-and-trade with another team. So, uh, and I mean, I think it's going to be such a perfect fit that he's going to end up wanting to stay anyway. He's already had nothing but amazing things to say about Nico Harrison, Jason Kidd, Luca, and the rest of the franchise. I think it's just a night-and-day difference from what he was dealing with in Brooklyn. To give you guys an idea of how petty the Brooklyn Nets are, they didn't even, like, make any thank you posts or anything for Kyrie on his way back. Like, on social media, that's just a standard thing everybody does, you know, when somebody gets traded. Uh, and the Nets, they didn't they didn't do anything for them. So that kind of tells you where <laughs> – that kind of tells you where the – uh, the mindset is for Brooklyn. So uh, I'm excited because, like I said, tonight Luca could potentially be coming back uh, in Sacramento. It'll be our first look at Luca and Kyrie together. And, you know, Kyrie, he had a really good debut, had 24 points, uh, five assists, four rebounds, and had good shooting efficiency too, 50-40 a hundred <laughs> and that was with the Clippers trying to double him and you teams are not going to be able to do that with Kyrie and Luca on the floor at the same time it's going to be a matchup nightmare for teams and you know I as I was watching that Clippers game and they only won by six but they built a lead as big as 19 at one point and I was watching that game, and we all know how good of defenders Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are, you know, two of the most elite defenders in the league. I'm watching Kyrie Irving just blow past Paul George with ease, and then Kawhi Leonard comes over and like going to try to save the day after he blows by uh, Paul George, and Kyrie just like hangs in midair and hits a shot off the backboard, uh, you know, just like it's nothing. And I'm just thinking like, man, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> this is yep. this is something this this is something that uh that we haven't had in forever. And if you look at like Kevin Durant, like that shocked the NBA the other day. He got traded to the the Phoenix Suns, and the Suns. And look, Kevin Durant is amazing. When he is healthy, he is an MVP candidate. But he's also thirty four years old, and he has an injury history now. Uh, and the Suns, they, they traded uh, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four unprotected future picks, first-round picks. And when you're comparing that to what the Mavs traded for Kyrie, which is Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a 20-29 first-round pick and two second-round picks, I'm going to take that every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a steal, absolute steal. And like, uh, just to go back to the uh, the matchup issues that we're gonna uh, provide uh, teams. I mean, I think that Clippers give you a pretty good of what other teams are gonna have to deal with whenever they match up against both Kyrie and Luca because they couldn't deal with Kyrie by himself. Uh, you put another premier offensive threat on the floor right beside Kyrie. I mean, you've literally got two of the top five most efficient in those on the same team right now. No. 
If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. trades went down and people were making jokes on Twitter like all of this is happening just because Ja Morant got so cocky and said he had it so easy in the West and now he's probably looking at it like oh my god <laughs> like what what is it what's going on here uh and you know I'm looking at the at the standings right now the Memphis Grizzlies I mean I know this is kind of getting off point here for a second but the Memphis Grizzlies have been terrible uh let's see yeah one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They are they are two and eight in their last ten games. Yep. Two and eight, and you know they it look uh, the way they have been playing and the way the Mavs could play the rest of this season. You know the the new energy they've found. It's not out of the realm of possibility 
uh, for the Mavs to potentially end up at second before it's all said and done. They're only four games behind the Grizzlies right now, and they still have to play them uh, at least one more time, I know. So that's something to keep an eye on, too. But, yeah, I mean, look, I'm excited. The I love that matchup. I love that Grizzlies matchup. I want to see John Moran try to handle Kyrie Irving. <laughs> and it's not going to happen. It's not. It's just not. And, uh, you know, there's no one on that team that can handle Luke. You know, like I said, man, we have a chance to do something really, really special. If everything gels together the way we're hoping it's going to gel together, we have a chance to do something really, really special. And that's what and that's what the Mavs are banking on. That you know, that's what that's what this is that's what the gamble is. It's like you pair two elite star talents together, you retain some of your depth and you know, it's not it's not like the uh it's not like the Suns where, you know, they they traded like all of their wing depth uh and you know, all of their future picks just for KD. So it's like, yeah, you got you got a slightly washed Chris Paul. You've got Devin Booker, who's a stud. I mean, I get it. He's really good. You got KD, and you got DeAndre Ayton, who can be good at times, but also there's times where he looks really soft. So you've got you've got those four players, really good. Uh, TJ Warren was a throw-in for the Suns, but he can't ever stay healthy. And then the bench is just a disaster. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I really, you know, if, if Durant doesn't stay healthy and in top tier condition, because the Suns just, you know, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, you know, those guys, while they aren't flashy names by any means, played major roles in the success they have had in that. And getting rid of those guys is going to cause more of a negative impact. Uh, especially if Katie cannot stay healthy. And that's a concern. It has to be a concern. Yeah. I mean, look, it it's one of those things where on paper, and I even wrote about this too, the Mavs-Suns rivalry, like it could potentially end up, you know, rivaling if not surpassing that, that Nash-Dirt rivalry of the the mid to late 2000s uh, those running gun teams, and it was always every time the the Mavs and Suns got together, it was just uh, it was a really fun ordeal. Me and you, yeah, when, when we were younger, we flew out to Phoenix and uh, and witnessed one of those games, you know, in the desert, and uh, you know they had the the championship trophy out front and all that. And I mean, it's just a really good time. So I, you know, me personally. Uh, I am thrilled that the Mavs Suns rivalry is back uh, because yes. you know they they had that playoff series. There was a lot of pettiness and you know Devin Booker flopping and calling it the Luca special, and then Luca giving him the business in Game Six and Seven. Uh, and then yep. now you have this element of where Katie and Kyrie couldn't make things work in Brooklyn, and now they have split. And they're, you know, Kyrie on the Mavs, Katie on the Suns. It's just a, it's, it's a really cool dynamic uh, to add into this rivalry. And now both teams are, you know, actual contenders in the West, and it makes it really fun. So, uh, and the first oh, time... It would make a Western Conference Finals, man. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it would be awesome. The seeding in the West is so weird because there's so much parity, so we'll have to see how, uh, you know, we'll have to see how that plays out. But 
Yeah, I, I hope the right. seeding works out to where you know each team is in the one team's in the top, one team's in the bottom of the bracket, and so they can meet in the Western Conference Finals if it happens. But um, there's a long way to go. You know, KD, he's not. I don't even think he's suiting up for the the Suns right now. I, he's probably not going to be back uh, from his injury until after the All Star break. So uh, it's going to be you know the Suns right now. They're in sixth. And they're only like a half game up of the Pelicans and the, the Timberwolves who are below them in the play-in. So we'll see how it goes. But the Mavs and Suns' first matchup against each other is on March 5th in Dallas. It's a noon game on ABC. It is going to be electric. Uh, yep. And if the Mavs weren't playing the Pelicans – Three days later in New Orleans, I would probably drive out to to see that game uh, with the Mavs and Suns. But uh, there's going to be a lot going on that week, and I am going to be uh, in New Orleans for uh, for Mavs Pels on March 8th. And DJ, I'm glad I got those tickets when I did because when I got it, because I, I like to get the uh, uh, I get uh, floor tickets behind the Mavs bench when I go down there, <clears throat> and they're a lot cheaper. They're a lot cheaper than what people realize, at least under normal circumstances. And at the time I bought them, the Mavs weren't playing good. The Pelicans were banged up and not playing good. So the price had dropped a little bit, and I went ahead and got them. And now, you know, since the Mavs are gonna are playing better and, you know, the Pelicans are starting to get healthy again and they traded for, the Mavs traded for Kyrie, it's like prices are shooting up again. And I'm like, yes, I got them. <laughs> <laughs> are you still doing um where that thing where you're able to like eat the oh yeah 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 pretty yeah that's it that's the best oh yeah anytime you that uh that's one of the perks of uh of uh the floor experience there you get these wristbands and you go into the they used to call it the capital one club but i i, I don't i that's forgot right. They changed it. They they call it something different now. But anyway, you go in there and you know they got a lot of food and drinks and the atmosphere is real fun and it makes it to where you and you you can go any time during the game and uh, that's one of the best experiences down there. And New Orleans New Orleans food is top tier. <laughs> oh man, A plus, love it. <laughs> I remember whenever we stick that back in college. Oh, I used to make myself sick. <laughs> yeah, we. I uh, was elite. Yeah, I remember. Uh, we even went down there. It was a, uh, it was a Pelican Celtics game, and uh, that was back when Tyreek. Was that when Tyreek Evans was on the Celtics? I think so. I think so. Yeah. That was good times. I think it man. was good times. Yeah, man. <clears throat> well, the best. Well, I'm excited for the rest of this season. You know, it's. <sighs> Not only did it inject energy, the Kyrie trade, that is. Not not only did it kind of change the mood around this team, it changed the mood around the fan base, too. There were a lot of people uh, who were, you know, really skeptical and kind of, you know, questioning whether this was a risk that the Mavs should have took. And then, you know, immediately, like just like a quarter into the, the game against the Clippers, seeing how fast Kyrie is and how how his – uh, his quick movements and cuts and 
uh, how good of a shot maker he is. Just seeing how that makes things easier for everybody else, I think everybody just kind of was like, oh, okay, I, I see why we did this now. <laughs> so. No, he's a wizard. He's a wizard. Like I've said before, he is probably the best ball handler. You look at the things he was able to do with the basketball. I mean, you got basketball trainers like, you know, Michael Lanster, DJ Sagman, people like that who are actually studying this guy and like breaking down everything he does, teaching all these little movements. And the thing is, you know, Kyrie wasn't taught these movements. They're just all natural. Like, it's all just natural. He just does them. And we've never seen anything like that work. So, I mean, he, he might be... If he's not the best player of all time, he is the most innovative ball handler of all time. Not just with the way that he dribbles, but his feet. His feet are spectacular. So, like I said, there's nothing like him. There's nobody like him. There hasn't been anything like him. So if we can make this work, oh, man, you could be looking at something really special. Oh, really yeah. People, special. people always call and people say that Steph is the best shooter of all time, and I agree with that. He is. And I've also yeah, heard yeah. I've also heard a lot of people say that Kyrie is arguably the most uh, raw skilled player of all time. Yes. So uh, yes. <laughs> that, that that's something we have we've heard many times over the years, and we're getting a firsthand look at it now. And you know, like I said, Mavs they play the Sacramento Kings tonight in Sacramento, back to back Friday and Saturday night. Uh, our guy Grant Afseth is there in person live in Sacramento uh, to cover these games. He was in Los Angeles as well uh, for DallasBasketball.com. Said the atmosphere was electric down there. And, you know, by all accounts, uh, it seems like this uh, this pairing uh, with the Mavs and Kyrie is, is off to a great start. And, look, I, I said it before. I know there were concerns about, you know, whether he would be happy in Dallas and or if he would stay happy in Dallas. But I also said to those people doubting that this is a situation that Kyrie has never been in before, where he has people on each level of the franchise that he uh, he likes and respects and has previous relationships with. You know, Nico Harrison, Jason Kidd, uh, he admires Luca and what he's been able to accomplish at such a young age. So I think... This is the ideal situation for Kyrie, and I think he probably thinks that too. Uh, so we're going to run out the rest of this season, go into the postseason, hopefully make a you know a deep postseason run. I think the Mavs have a legitimate shot of getting out of the West, especially this year with all the parity. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch, and I think the Mavs have – uh, you know, a little more depth than than what people realize, especially when Maxi Kleba comes back after the after the All Star break. That's what's really going to give a jolt to this defense uh, that has already started playing better in these last two matchups. So, guys, I appreciate appreciate you coming in and listening to us. Uh, we're going to have fun this weekend with these uh, Sacramento King games, and we'll be back uh, probably Monday. To recap it, I might come back on here Sunday, just depending on what my schedule looks like, but um, we will see. So have fun, watch Kyrie and Luca play together, and and dream big. Mavs cat, scream, you know all that stuff. Uh, Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso, believe, you know, I, I don't know, just all that stuff. Just mesh it all together in a big ball and swallow it. Uh, 
Oh man, pause. <laughs> pause. Okay. Uh, well, DJ, thanks for joining me yet again, and I hope you have a, a good rest of your Friday, rest of your weekend, and uh, yeah, that's it. Same to you, man. I'm really excited about it.